Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad Hafler here with my brothers Eric Dixon and Jeremy Duncan, and we are Lights at the Roundtable. In this podcast, we're going to discuss a wide variety of things, ranging from spirituality and the metaphysics of reality to the psychological struggles that we face on a daily basis. So, we hope you enjoy. We're grateful you're here, and welcome to the Roundtable. Grown to like almost full black coffee. Yeah? Yeah. It's got just a flavoring of sugar still. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking gross. <laughs> yeah. It's not the greatest. Yeah. I'm so accustomed to drinking it with a uh, spoonful of sugar. Yeah. At least No one. creamer, but just a spoonful of sugar. Yeah. At least one or two. Yeah. Well. Depends on whether it's a tablespoon or a teaspoon I'm using. Tables. Yeah, tables all day. Do more. That's why we're at the round table, baby. That's right. <laughs> Do more. Yeah. I yep. drink it when I'm fasting. That's about it, but it's fucking gross. Yep. Cheers to that. So that's, that's why I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You're like a man of minimum things anyways. You choose like 16th pieces of gum. Yeah. Right? So yesterday he came over and got coffee at my house and he got a spoon wet dipped it in the sugar and then dipped it back in his coffee and that's all the sugar he got i was like that's not you can't, you can't even taste that yeah it's, it's it was literally just like a mind thing you know right and then once i let go of that it's it's over but just little baby stuff so even though there was like specks on it it just was still like a little bit comforting still right instead of i just had a little nibble yeah i had a little bit so yeah well, since we're on coffee, that they talked about it in that uh, podcast of Rogan with the the psychedelic dude. Yeah, what's his name? Oh, um, well, it was either Rick Doblin or no, uh, the older gentleman, Michael Pollan. Yeah, yeah, Michael Pollan. Yeah, I'm horrible with names, but that dude is brilliant. And he yeah. talks about coffee a lot in that episode, like how it came along and how it's how he had like a psychedelic experience almost because he cut himself off coffee for his book. Yeah. Because he does all this research with psychedelics and different drugs and plants. Cut himself off for three months. Yeah. Yeah. Of all caffeine. (laughs) Yeah, and he was like... Just to write about it. So for the end of his book, he had to drink a cup of coffee and like articulate the experience of what he felt and all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's It's pretty incredible, man. It is. And then his mind set him up like for a second cup the next day, like he could work somewhere else that day or whatever. So when he got that reward cup, it set him up for a second cup the next day. He didn't even think about it. He's like, why would I want to go to this place and like work? Cause there was a badass coffee shop right next to where he was working. Yeah. So his mind was like already looking for like another cup subconsciously. <laughs> like, How can I get more? Right. How can I get more? It's, it's, it's a drug. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, one of the most addictive. One of the most addictive. No, addictive. how I would handle it if I tried to Did I? out caffeine. You know, I, I, I would be irritable. I would have to stay away from people because I, I got a loud bark and I would be barking a lot because I'd be irritable probably. Yeah. Even myself, I, I would challenge everybody. Not saying you have to do it, but like think about it. I mean, like, Be honest with yourself. Yeah, think about I, it. Be honest with yourself. Like, Could you survive without caffeine? I, I can't. I, I know a large part couldn't. So... Um, I mean, I could survive. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. I'd be fine. Yeah. Right. Right. At this moment. Nobody would want to be around me at that point. Yeah. In my life. Right. It'd, be a, it'd be a point of getting off of, clearly, as we all can 
collectively yeah, agree with, on. You would go through withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Like you get oh, headaches yeah. and shit if you don't have caffeine for mm-hmm. a while. At least I do. Yeah. Most yeah. people do. Mm-hmm. I'd like to look up the. What, like, it's in everything. Caffeine. It's in so much shit. Nowadays. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's in everything. People pound caffeine, mm-hmm. like by the monster, by the fucking pot of coffee, by the espresso or the triple macchiato frappuccino or whatever Bro, the fuck they call the this smoke thing. area outside of work. Man, there's like nine Red Bull cans outside of there today. Yeah, from online. Cook. <clears throat> man. Man, it used to be That's part of my routine to go to Starbucks every morning, get like a large iced coffee with like, you know, like the fixings. Know, oh yeah, <laughs> all the sugary syrup. Oh and fuck, shit. you know, yeah, like sixty-two grams of sugar just just so on the top, not even in, <laughs> not even in it, just on the top, oh, the topping. Man. So, bro, I'm I'm super guilty uh, of that. I fucking man, I used to love those things, dude, for real. And how, how could you not? There's 7,000 grams of sugar. Right. You I might mean, as well just put cocaine in them. Never been a Starbucks person. Yeah. Well, don't. Their coffee is way too rich for me. Yeah. I, I, I like just occasionally normal coffee. like drink it, but I've never been that. <clears throat> like, I have to have my Starbucks. Yeah. I've never been that with any coffee. I, I get tea usually when I go there. Like, if Brittany will go through there, I'll get one of their flavored teas or something. They have some really good ones. Fuck yeah, they do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Their coffee is way too rich. Yeah, so it's a it's Almost a powerful thing. There's all kinds of uh, of coffee. I I love coffee, man. There's um, my favorite. I think we talked about this on one of the last episodes, but yeah, it's a it's a hell of a thing. I started drinking coffee back. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe college days. Yeah, man, I remember my first night of drinking coffee in my life. And do you? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I was at, I was working at the jail, man, man, on midnight shift, and I was young, never drank it before. But the guys that I worked with on midnights fucking drink pot after pot after pot. And <clears throat> I came in one day hungover, really dragging <laughs> ass. You know, still a young guy, getting out of the military, and. uh they're like, drink you a cup of coffee, man. It'll perk you right up, especially if you've never drank it, dude. I, I cleaned this whole fucking jail. That <laughs> it was like, it was it was incredible. Yeah, I was like, man. Th- so this is what the hype is about, you know. So I don't really drink it for the energy anymore. It doesn't uh, yeah, really do too much it, for me. I enjoy the taste now. It's like a, it's like a thing, right? It's like a thing that comes with the conversation. Well, with the podcast, definitely. Yeah. Game night. Yeah, yeah, it's a great social thing. I, yeah, you go. There's get worse vices. Coffee. Yeah, you go get a cup of coffee <laughs> with somebody. You know. Yeah, there cool. are worse vices. In yeah, my for opinion. sure, definitely. But it's, um, yeah, it's uh, again, he, as we all could agree, it's a, it's a bitch to get off of. Yeah, it's almost like a, it's almost like a Ritalin focus type of deal, and he talks about that too in that podcast. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I, I guess I don't know what I would be like off it, but right. I don't really feel like it's a. I'm like you. Yeah, it doesn't really do anything for me now. It's just a flavor. Thing. Oh, we don't. We don't think it does. That's right. what I'm saying. Like I'd that's have like, to come off of it to know. But right, that's like a room that smells real powerful. If you sit yeah, in it for a while, you don't yeah. smell it anymore. Yeah, but yeah. it's still fucking there. People walk in like, "How are you sitting in this? Like sitting in what? What do you mean? <laughs> I've only had five pots. What do you mean? Right. <laughs> I don't feel it a bit. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't think I chased it. Is what helped me. Is a lot of people are like. 
well, one cup isn't working anymore. Now I need to drink two. Yeah. So I've never been, I never really leveled up into chasing the energy. It just now is an acquired taste type of deal. Nice. For me, so. Good. Yeah. Try to keep it that way. Yeah. Do everything in moderation. Yeah. That's kind of how I view life. Like a little bit of everything won't hurt me. A lot of one thing might kill me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Interesting theory, huh? I think it's true. Should, should we just roll into this? Are we ready? Let's go. Spaghetti. Eddie? Freddy. Which one are we going with? We want the new one? The new one? For yeah, sure, dude. dude. Ross is about to flow out of ass. Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad Hafler here with my brothers Eric Dixon. Yo. And Jeremy Duncan. What's up? We want to welcome you back to another episode, Lights of the Round Table. Episode 43. Getting close to 50, boys. Dude. Yeah. Ooh, consistency. That's crazy. That's the word that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. I felt lazy this week. Putting yeah. It on the back burner with the house. And hey, the man, do your thing, work. man. There, you've never. You got a lot going on. Dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. And. Yeah, I didn't tell you guys yet, but somebody dropped like 30 fucking plates on my ankle, so my ankle was all swollen. Oh, yeah. damn. So I threw a wrench in my gym, getting back to the gym, yeah. getting a routine. Yeah. A lot of mental work this week. I'm just trying to figure out how the hell I'm going to get my routine to work. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm going to talk. Well, I've already done my interview for the management position with Coopers. Yeah. So if the offers are right, then I'm probably going to take it because it'll give me a consistent schedule and get me out of doing doubles so that I can get a routine. And at this point, it's not even, I mean, it's about money so I can pay my bills, but it's not about trying to get rich off of it. It's just pay me enough to where I can pay my bills so I can figure out the rest of the shit in my life. Just yeah. give me that right. like security blanket of consistency. So you got mental immunity. Being on salary, yeah, so I don't have to worry about it anymore. <clears throat> so that, that way I can figure out if I'm mornings or nights and then I can get a routine in place and figure out everything else. <coughs> So, a lot of mental figure, mental out. agility, right? But mental with agility. the with the doubles and Brittany and her being on thirds and you know getting to do stuff that I like to do at night when she's not home, like figuring out a time that's going to be perfect is is chaotic right now, especially with the move. But yeah. still going to find a way, even if it has to be afternoon, and I don't do the early. 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. club the rest of the day. But at some point, even if it's right after work, as soon as yeah. I come home, it's sit down, read, meditate for 20 minutes, take a shower, and then what whatever if for the day. What if you're trying to do too much routine at once? What if you just started with like five minutes of breathing every day? You know what I'm saying? Instead of having like 15 tasks to start right. a routine, like just implement a five-minute process. I want, to, I want to do at least five to ten minutes of reading it doesn't have to be a long time right, right right knock out a couple pages and then i want to meditate those are the only two things that i want to try to fit into a routine right now right because i want to spend some time you know just sitting down with myself and processing stuff right. uh, especially if 
Kubersock isn't going to be, you know, the, the end game. If I still think I want to go back to school and figure all that stuff out, then get a plan for that, figuring out exactly what that looks like, figuring out what all this stuff is and all the stuff that I have been saying I want to try to get accomplished with everything else. Like I need to get my mind around all that first. Yeah. And trying to just dive right in without any kind of plan or knowledge about what fucking direction to send everything in. So those two things, that's all I'm worried about right now. It doesn't, I just wanted it to be in the morning cause I wanted to start my day getting that out of the way. Yeah. But if it can't be middle, if it can't be beginning of the day and it has to be middle or end, then so be it. But yeah, we'll figure it out. The dust will settle, but hopefully I'll know this week while I'm on vacation, they said that they should have the offer. If everything continues to move forward sometime to the middle, middle or end of this week. So if that's the case, then, you know, implement where I can. And then as soon as I know my schedule, morning, afternoon, evening, pick one and and done. Yeah. With at least 10, 15 minutes of reading and 10, 15 minutes of meditation. I just need to find a half an hour. It's there. Right now it's just at 6 p.m. on fucking Monday, 5 a.m. on Wednesday. And it's all crazy. So I just need some consistency. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough when you have a lot of moving parts. Absolutely. And you're not the only energy you got to worry about. <laughs> It'll be easier when the kids are in fucking school. Yeah. Yeah, I was just telling Eric about that, too. Cole's starting kindergarten next month, and I was like, it's time for Daddy to get back into the yeah. gym consistently. Yeah. So I can definitely attest to that, brother. So that'll be, that'll be time to fly. <laughs> yeah. It made me, like, pump the brakes, and it's like, okay, well, now you're about to have a lot more free time. What are you, you going to do? Yeah, set, you know? set yourself up. Like, hey, dude. So... Give me some shit to sit with, too. Some routine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I think it's going to be a good kickstart, that seven-day retreat. James and... Oh, yeah. And uh, Joe. And Joe are running down in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think it'd be bad if... if I don't think this, this will air before this, before that retreat. So, Joe and James, our past guests, are putting on a seven-day retreat. Now, online retreat, it's an hour on Zoom call, but... Uh, creates a space to for men to be vulnerable and joe has a large outreach of like former professional athletes like alpha males you yeah. know mm-hmm. and i think it would be a powerful thing you it know will. and um i think they've done a really beautiful thing how they've teamed up because james is a lot of the knowledge and a lot of the wisdom but joe's a perfect face for it yeah. and joe's very knowledgeable himself so man yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I think they do a good group. job. Yeah, I know the the first program that James himself put on, which I think a large part of this will be implemented from that um, or to that, is uh, the Awaken the Warrior Spirit. Man, that changed yeah. my life. So. Me too. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it feels good. We also talked about doing a podcast, him and I, like a spirituality podcast for the Lights at the Round Table Network. Yeah, yeah. You and Joe? No, no, no me and James. Oh, really? Yeah. Hell yeah. So I think that will be uh, coming soon. Hopefully, it seems like they've got this app and this group figured out. So um, that's really exciting for them down there. They got this app that pretty much puts the whole program we did that was kind of scattered in different portals and yeah. Facebook groups and whatnot. It's yeah. all on an app now. Oh, yeah. Like even the interaction between the coaches and the clients and stuff. Yeah, man. That's it has a place for measurements and pictures and all the shit that we did yeah. throughout the program. It's all right there. Huh. So it's a it's a free online retreat. So how they're going to do it is they're going to do the seven-day retreat 
And then if you feel it, if you align with that, that's when you buy into the coaching program. But man, those two, I have no doubt they'll have no trouble making clients, man. It's like 85 people signed up already. It's been less than a week. So, yep, they got a beautiful product and they got a beautiful message. It's going to be, it'll be lights out for sure. How they doing it? They doing like a download the app, pay for <clears throat> monthly subscription, or hey, uh, I didn't get too far into the business end of it. You know, I didn't. It's none of my business, really. It's those their thing. Oh, I was just curious it, in case somebody hears this and like wanted to go get the app. So, right, right. I I don't know. Um, it's it. I don't. I will have to get more information. I didn't dive too far into it, but yeah, I'll send you guys a link. I'll send you a link for the yeah. retreat, man. It's. Uh, I think it'll be a good time. It would be an honest time. Yeah, yeah. Like two or three doubles a week now, so I don't know if I. Yeah, depending on what time they do everything. Well, if you can't make the live calls, you can go back and watch them if you're interested. Um, I know that he said that was an option. So it'll be a lot of knowledge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's um, well versed in life and travel, and has been a, been all over the world. Both of them have been all over the world, and. Uh, experience different modalities and different cultures and you know the more cultured and and broaden your horizons are you know the more you can share with others absolutely you know so very intelligent man very intelligent man so it's like dipping your toes in all the paint you know you got all the colors yeah can bring more to the table yeah spread more love that's right that's right and, and you know what? That those two tie perfectly into what we like to talk about this week is uh, our path with psychedelics and yep. how they've played a role in our lives. And um, this has been a topic that we've shied away from for quite some time, Eric and I, yep. um, just because of of the possible implications. But uh, we're trusting the universe that you know it's been such an intricate, powerful part of our lives that. It feels wrong to not speak on it, you know, just because somebody else says it's not right doesn't mean shit to my reality because, you know, I know who I am and Eric knows who he is and he knows how powerful these these medicines have been in his life. So, yeah, because there's there's certainly been a lot that um, that has happened trauma wise in life. Yeah. Um, And I think I think everybody has trauma. And I think that's why this is such a huge topic and why I am willing to put myself out there because um, it helps people and it's helped me and it's, it's really changed the course of my life. Yeah, man. Um, and it's so, it's, it's so strange to sit here and say that because the public perception is not, does not have the best view of, of plant medicine, but it's turning around. Yeah. There's, well, the majority of the population also has a recreational view on it. Very true. They're not viewing it as medical because they're not doing any research. They just yeah. think people are going out and getting high and yep. fucking off. Yeah. They're, yeah. And well, there certainly are people that do that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It, the way that you and I have experienced it and and um, other people is it's like a catalyst for change in your life. Because it allows you to look outside of your your normal everyday lens and really get raw with yourself, you know? And sometimes you can't hide from what comes up in these experiences. You can't. You can't hide from it. Right. And the more you try, the worse it's going to be. Right. You have to go on the ride. 
Yeah. Like it's, it literally, you know, what I think uh, my experiences have, have taught me is like, it's, it's a complete dissolve of, of ego, which my ego, I think is a culmination of everything that's happened to me in my life. Um, and I think when, when I have an experience, it's, it's like, it's not ignored, but it's looked at, examined, and gone. It's like packed away, but not staying there. It's like a, Rogan said it best, man. It's like a control-alt-delete. So like when you boot your computer up, you control-alt-delete, and it just refreshes everything. It's like that stress, that trauma, that abuse, that whatever you went through or whatever you're going through or whatever it is that brings you down and just doesn't serve you passion, <clears throat> it completely dissolves that. And it, like you, you cannot tell the difference between yourself and reality. Yeah. There, there is no difference. That's the point. Yeah. Is you are everything and everything is you. Yeah. And <clears throat> so that's, that's what happens for me. So, it's it's very it's very healing for me as far as the trauma that I went through and when I went really over the edge uh, as far as losing my mind I would say a few years back um, and really starting my health like my journey with mental health um, I mean I thought I was a point where I was literally going to be killed by the like by the person that brought me into this life yeah. I had that incident with my dad like that that was scary shit like when my dad you know when my dad left it like turned I talked to him about it today we had a beautiful conversation today about about what we we're going to talk about tonight and he's like you know son like that that has changed your life like you need to talk about that like because it it man it completely through my life in a whole different direction. And then that's when the healing started. But um, so for me, it, it heals trauma. It helps me process those things and, um, and really just explore my mind. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it, it can be, it can be painful. It can be very painful going through those experiences. You you spoke on it eloquently, and and it's not that smooth for a lot of people. You know, it's not. Um, not saying that your journey has been smooth, but as far as um, the way you speak on it, very eloquently, um, you've come a long way. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, it can it can really trigger, and it do, it doesn't just control all delete for some people. It can cause psychosis. So they're, you know, not to scare anybody off just to be real about the use of psychedelics i also we need to speak on that too uh just to so people aren't like oh well chad and eric said it'll change your life um be smart about it right it, it's so important the setting and the intention that you put into it and uh when we sit down to do it we we say prayer mm -hmm. and we connect uh, to what we believe is God, you know, whatever. And what his belief in God is, is different than mine, I'm sure. And it's different than yours and yours and yours. But, um, you know, you get in touch with that higher power and you call in whatever needs to come to the forefront yeah. in your reality, whether you want to work on something, whether you want to 
find an answer to a relationship issue that you're having or or dig up past trauma if you're ready to go through that and you feel that you're ready to call that forward um, you can use these medicines very intentionally to to do exactly what eric's saying is to address that trauma and to pull those things to the surface like hey I'm ready to unload these fucking bags. Yeah. Let's fucking sit down. I'm ready to do the work. I feel strong. I feel empowered. You know, and when you have those rough experiences with these plant medicines, the next time you do it, you have that much more strength going into it to, to face those uh, deeper fears and those buried deep into your lineage traumas. You know, when you start to do the self work, on a spiritual level and, and using psychedelics is very spiritual to me and has brought me to my spiritual spirituality. Um, it's, it's such a powerful thing when, because you can start to recognize patterns in your family lineage and the traumas, the more you talk to your family members and, and hear their story, it's like, holy shit, it starts to make sense in your life somehow because you can yeah. start to see how everything is tied together and man. And it's so powerful and it's so beautiful. And that's the magic of, using these uh, precious earth given medicines that that god gave humanity to to better ourselves just like anything else you know and it's been deemed you know the devil or you'll go crazy or you'll lose your mind jump off a building with the war on drugs but i mean it's back it's back in the mainstream and it's got us foundation now you know the 60s was kind of a test and now the 60s babies and teens are the older ones like hey let's go you know right yeah it, i'm not um <clears throat> i'm not discounting anybody i'm not saying that um you know whatever but you know people people commit suicide regardless right you know right and <clears throat> and i thought about that at one point in my life you know one of the biggest <clears throat> impacts of my life was um when i went to the lender center uh because i was having suicidal ideations and uh i stayed there for a week and then we went on that men's trip mm -hmm. uh where it was about six guys and courtney went with us too yeah and uh we stayed in the um the red river gorge in yeah, like a Danny cave Boone national forest yeah a primitive camp like on the ground yeah and that was the first time that 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 was the first time i had experienced lsd and that a week out of the lender center a week out of the lender center yeah a week that was a scary one of the scariest moments mm. of my life thank you for trusting us brother because i had that mentality of like bro i'm gonna lose my mind mm -hmm. if i do this i'm gonna lose my mind like, no shit. Like, if you're listening to this, I thought that. It's like, if I do this, I'm going to lose my mind because I was literally just thinking about... I I hesitate to say killing myself because I know that I, I don't think I could do that, but I definitely had ideations of not being here, of not being in that pain anymore. Right. So well, that's very safe to say. Right. Um, and then, you know, and Kayla was obviously concerned, you know, rightfully so. But, like, I had to trust. Like, I've been on so many different medications for depression. It's, I would say, at least a handful, if not more. So And, and other things, too, like, uh, like gut 
uh, medicine because I because it creates irritable bowel syndrome. If you take antidepressants, it'll do irritable bowel right. syndrome. Stress causes irritable bowel yeah. syndrome. So it's just like all these things just keep adding up from this medication. But I've I've taken medication for my depression and I still do. Shit, man, for since I was maybe 18, 17, 18, something like that. Um, and I talked to my dad about that today because I don't really remember like much about it, like about the time when it happened. But around the time of like Katie and Brandy, shit like that, high school is like ending, like it all starts to kind of make sense now. Like a lot of the shit that we talked about last week, like being lost at the end of things, like not really sure what's going on. Yeah. But like, you know, he said like I didn't, I wouldn't get out of bed and shit and like, so I guess I just packed that away. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, but it was trauma, man. It was uh, a lot of shit and it was tough. And that's, that's what, that's how I knew to deal with it. And that's the way I've dealt with it up until a few years ago. But, you know, the, the funny thing is, is that it changes the brain chemistry in my head. The medication does like, uh, it, it's called vibrid. Um, it's not an SSRI, it's an antidepressant of some sort, but it, it primarily hits on serotonin, which is exactly what psilocybin, LSD, right. MDMA. It's almost the same identical receptor. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It, those, it, 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 yeah, it hits the exact same chemicals. Yeah. It does the exact same things. What's, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's well, wrong? I know what's wrong with that, but what's, right. wrong, what's wrong with that? Like, right. <laughs> so, and, and a good point is, is that, um, the other day when, or no, it wasn't the other day. It was a, a few months back, but I saw the video the other day that I made where I forgot to take my medication. Dude. And when I forget to take my medication, it's like, dude, I'm offline. Like it, it like wires don't connect like shit. Imagine like seeing a spark and it just like like it's not it's just not connecting like a spark plug, and um, it sucks. It's terrible. It's the worst feeling. I feel like shit. But if I have an experience, the next day I'm usually like, yeah, I'm good for a minute. Like I don't I don't need that for a while. Like (laughs) so I'm not really rushing back to it. You know I'm not really rushing back to that medicine. Yeah. But this medicine, I have to, at this point in my life, take every day or else right. it's going to really mess with, like, how I function throughout the day. I can't. Right. I can't function. Yeah. It's it's wild. Yeah. So, um, so there's another thing that's, like, a benefit of it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that was a that was a really powerful experience. Not only coming out of the hospital, that was your first time camping out in the middle of nowhere and shit. Dude, that was uh, first time shitting in the woods. Yeah, he was so fucking excited. It's my first time shitting in the woods. I, like, yeah. Hell yeah, man. It, it, yeah, it was, man. It was. Uh, it it was such a freeing. Ex- I've never felt more free, besides on the wedding day. Yeah. In my life. Yeah. I've not. Ne- I've never felt more. Yeah, I've never felt That's more ironic, free, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I never felt more free in my life. I yeah. mean, um, and 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 when we were there, I was in astonishment. I was like, like, what's happening right now? <laughs> Where the fuck am I? Yeah. I, was, I was just in the hospital, and um, 
yeah, man, it, it was such a good trip and it did. It threw me out of my loop completely. But the thing is, is that um, I got away from all the noise. I love to put it that way, but I got away from really all the decisions besides my own because it was really my own decision to either A, go back to work or B, take more time off and come camping and come camping. camping that was sounds like a healthier option. Yeah. And, you know, at the point, like, like I thought, you know, I thought I was good. Like I thought, I, you know, after the lender center, like I stayed an extra three days, even though they were going to like let me out at like day four. I was like, nah, like it's not, that's not what this is about. Like I have to stay a little bit longer and that helped me. And I still talk to some of those people today. Um, so yeah, man, never been camping, never, um, never tried LSD before. Um, and you know how I'm sure everybody can relate to this when you go to like a forest area and you're like, dude, it's so green. Like everybody loves green. Yeah. Right. It's the love energy. Green is a, is a heart chakra. Yeah. Energy. Like forest, just not the same without like lush green, like life. Yeah. Life. Life. Yeah. And when we were out hiking, we encountered this moss and it was right <laughs> it was right in the middle of the experience <laughs> and yeah. i'm telling you it was like the perfect moment like we were right at the top of the hill we had been hiking for a while i overheated extremely we'll talk about that in a second <laughs> i'm sure we talked about it before yeah but um, we were right at the top of the hill and there was this there was this moss there and it was dewy like and i don't know it had its own little ecosystem and i felt like I was literally talking to the plant itself <laughs> and it's never been more green in my life. I've never forgotten that moment. I'll never forget it. And it, it just was like, bro, like you are it. It is you like the oneness you felt the oneness. Yeah. yeah. Man, that was such a beautiful time. We went down there too. We went down there in October and um, it was like the height of the foliage change down there. Oh, my God. It was like fluorescent pinks and fluorescent oranges and yellows. And man. it was like. <gasps> yeah, some of those trees were like. Life on HD, man. Man, for It real. made everything so fucking beautiful. Yeah. Like, just this, everything was beautiful. I remember kept saying, man, this is so beautiful. <laughs> this is one of the things I missed about Ohio the whole time I was in Arizona. It was just. The fall color and changes and yeah, stuff. not seeing sand brown all the fucking yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so that was that was your first uh, experience back into psychedelics or into psychedelics as an adult. Yeah, into psychedelics as an adult. Yeah. I did it a couple times in high school. Yeah, handful, maybe more, yeah. but not 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 with that intention though. Right, as uh, a recreational yeah. thing. Same yeah. with me. Yeah, not with the intention of healing. Right. I, I had and, no clue. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a totally different experience. And actually, um, to I was I had swore it off, man, because I had two horrific experiences on, on psychedelic mushrooms when I was in school in high school. Yeah. They they did not end well. It ended up me laying in bed curled up in the fetal position, just riding it out, you know, because yeah. I didn't know how to fucking handle that energy. Yeah. And back when we were in high school, like, eat, eat the whole bag. Eat the whole bag. You know, fucking 17. Eat the whole bag. You yeah. don't know. Yeah. 
Oh, man, yeah. I swore them off. I didn't do them again until I went to Costa Rica. Yeah. And even then, I was hesitant. Like, I told John, like, hey, I'm not doing any any psychedelic medicine down here. Yeah. And, uh, well, that all changed. But it was um, then I, I got back into it. I was in law enforcement. I was in the Marine Corps. Like, I hadn't done anything in a long time since high school. You know, I was I was pretty straight edge. I didn't even go out to the bars when I was in the military. I fucking I was a barracks rat drinking my twelve pack at, at the barracks with in the smoke pit with the younger guys <laughs> that couldn't go to the bars. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, I, I got back into it when I went to Costa Rica and and my my first week down there that that changed my life and that's why um, it's been a part. It's been a, a tool that I've used yeah. you know since then because yeah. I've had such profound spiritual experiences and. Um, with the peyote, my dad coming to me, that was uh, like, hey, okay, this is definitely a path that is going to open you up and show you things that necessarily you wouldn't be able to tap into. Yeah. Which over time with meditation and breathing, you've learned to tap into them in other ways. So I, I want to make it clear that's not that I don't eat a bunch of psychedelics. Like, oh, I believe I'm spiritual, you know. <laughs> um, there's a lot of other practices and tools to use to tap into that spirituality, but it has been a very big right. tool for self-awareness man yeah it's like a it's like a basketball player they they can have a good shot but unless they know the game it doesn't really make them much of a basketball player right you know what i'm saying yeah unless you practice right well yeah you'd have to practice <laughs> practice right talking about practice right <laughs> but to your point you can't just do one thing and know everything right yeah. exactly yeah <clears throat> and knowing everything is just a chase anyway so yeah, you can't know infinite knowledge. No. But what you can do is relearn how you think about it. Exactly. Like we're not storage systems. We're not a, a hard drive. We are a flowing antenna of energy. Like you can call in the information and the energy that you so call in. You know, you don't have to store a bunch of stuff. It's free flowing. So just learning how to call it in with prayer and meditation and good intentions and gratitude and being just a good person. Really, just be a good person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's always a good strategy. Yeah. Being a good person. Yeah. And but good and, person. Yeah. And psychedelics showed me in, in my journey with them that I w haven't always been a good person. Okay. <laughs> I've had some serious bad nights Touché. that I've worked through as an adult. You know, I've cried. I've, I've puked. I've yeah. shit. You know, I've purged quite a bit, you yeah. know, especially early on in my journey when I first came back to the States after having doing some of those ceremonies with. Uh, James in Costa Rica, it was, uh, I was reluctant to do it back home, you know, outside of that, outside of that setting, like, yeah. Oh shit. You know, you don't have people that know how to hold that space around here. So it's kind of like, well, I don't know if I'm going to do it. Yeah. And, um, Mike Clayton, yeah. he was like, let's do it, man. Let's, let's sit with it. And man, the first night we had set up for, to eat them at the house and all day i'm just coming up with all these fucking excuses like nope like i can't do it cold sick or you know some bullshit you think of that goes through your head when you're calling off work or you're trying to cancel plans that you don't want to sound like an asshole um and i'm like what you just have to fucking do it man you have to do it and i would close my eyes and i would breathe and i kept seeing this fucking picture in my head and it was like an old country picture you would see on a wall of like a meadow and a, it was a pond and a boathouse and like hills in the back and trees. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know? 
So I'm battling this all day and Mike finally gets over. I'm like, dude, I don't know if I want to do this. Like I, I still get anxiety when I go to sit with the medicine yeah. just because it's really relinquishing control <laughs> yep. and every experience is different. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing. Letting go of control is a huge thing for me. That's a, so that's why psychedelics have been so powerful because I have no control if, yep. if I get in the right place with them. So uh, Mike gets there and he's like, come on, man, it'll be all right. We'll breathe. We'll do some meditation. We'll, we'll, we'll set the setting essentially. Yep. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. Let's, let's do it. And we do it. And, uh, we sit there for, by the fire for about an hour or so meditating, listening to some music. And then we go for a walk on the golf course behind the house. Like I've done so many times, but this was the very first time. So unexplored land, like, holy <laughs> shit, let's go. And you know how exciting that can be. It's, <laughs> it's like, let's very, go. Yeah. And it's, it's a golf course. It's got a couple houses on it, but once you get like three holes on the backside, it's all woods and trees, super beautiful golf course. Oh yeah. <clears throat> And uh, we're just walking freely, having a good conversation. And uh, he, he's like, what's down there? And we go down and it's a pond and it looks beautiful, man. And there's like this little wooden bridge. And we're like, holy shit. It's like we're going into fairyland, you know. <clears throat> and we sit down under this tree by this pond. And as soon as I sit down and I look out, it's this fucking picture that I had been fucking seeing all day in my head. And this is the first time I'd been on the golf course. Dude, it overwhelmed me with such emotion. Like I closed my eyes and everything, like my vision was not black. It was all gold. Everything was gold around me. And it was, <clears throat> I'm getting choked up talking about it. It was like a pivotal point of like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't fucking know. It felt so fucking crazy. Like I had been there a million times sitting under that tree. You saw you know? it and then you were there. Yeah, Amazing. dude, it fucking made me puke. It yeah. was so real. You know, I've had some super real moments. Like, what the fuck? Like, moments I can't The fact that explain. it was so real, is that what made you puke? Or do you think there was something else that made you puke? Like like the like the mushrooms? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I I don't think it was the mushrooms because I would, didn't feel nauseous. Right. You know, it was, Just the fact that it was like, <clears throat> yeah, so shit, here it is. This is what I've been seeing all day long. Yeah, it's almost like information overload. Mm-hmm. Like it, it shocks the human system. Like, holy fuck, what the? F I'm not supposed to be able to do that. Like, this is the exact picture I've been seeing all fucking day as I'm fighting this experience. Yep. I was seeing the future, mm -hmm. essentially, mm -hmm. if you want to call it that or look at it that way. Mm -hmm. Or I had sat there a million times. I felt like I had sat under that tree and it was like the two perfect. You've sat under it. Mm -hmm. It's like the two fucking perfect, but it's amazing. Uh, the roots set perfectly for two asses to fit right there and sit under this tree <laughs> yeah. and look out at the pond and there's a full moon dude sat under the full moon so many times that you can see the full moon reflect off the pond and there's oh a God, there's a bridge that you can the I wooden love, bridge i, I love yeah, the that's what I'm talking it. about. yeah it's like oh my gosh yeah it's so picturesque it's like painting for like real painting. yeah for real man and um so it's there's been some really profound experiences and and i don't know even why that's profound it feels so profound you know but it you can feel little shifts in your life you know you can feel um energy and information start to flow to you easier you know when you have those moments yep. i feel like so i don't know super super cool experience definitely yeah every time is is super interesting but yeah 
the the set and the setting is is definitely important like you said man we we sit out by the fire mm-hmm. set intentions it's not like a whim we yeah. really set it a couple of weeks in advance um sit out there pray listen to music um give thanks uh, lay tobacco um get out the sage and and cleanse the the spirit and make sure the space is clear in order to to have that that type of energy and experience so it's not just like a it's not just like a um a party thing it's right yeah there's very there's a lot of intention behind it and a lot of uh a lot of a lot of stress relief comes from it it's it's one of my favorite things to do i i love those nights and um healing man they they are they are truly healing i i was talking to my dad today about um about generational trauma and how um and how psychedelics are proving and there are studies now that that maps is doing an organization that is funding a lot of research and doing a lot of studies on this stuff and how it's healing ptsd for veterans and people of sexual abuse and mental abuse and all kinds of stuff end of life uh, assistance uh, yeah everything like that they call them death doulas what do they call them? doulas death, death doulas death doulas really yeah. i never heard of that it's like term. The, they're like super at least the ones that I've seen are like super powerful spiritual women that really? that basically walk and do ceremony with the people that are dying really? and like assist them into the the spirit realm, dude. It's some of the shit that I've seen on a super beautiful. They do like cacao ceremonies with mm-hmm. sacred chocolate and shit. Mm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, that duel is something cool to look up. So nothing earth moving, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I hear you over there. <clears throat> yeah, for me, yeah. A, a lot of what it does is it brings all of my anxieties to the table right off the bat. Mm. Yeah, and, and I think it probably has to do with being anxious going into it. Oh like, yeah, so all of that builds up, mm. but then there's a moment in the night where it's just like gone, just release. You know, as I sit there and fucking stew in it and think about it and just get balls deep in it. Really, you know, mm. I've had some really. <laughs> really stressful nights with medicines mm-hmm. and you know i've cried to eric about fucking the government wanting to kill us all and <laughs> you know what i'm saying like those little stupid worries subconscious worries of diving into that was to, a um that was a really rough time though man like when, it was when we were that was, was when covid, COVID first started locking everything yeah down. man and that was a really rough time like you you like to look up a lot of like spiritual information and shit. Yeah. And at that time, dude, it was, it was, and it's, it's meditate. A lot of it comes to me in meditation, man. That's right. the scariest part. It's like, I, for me, it's right. scary. Yeah. <clears throat> but there was a lot of unknown in all of the collective energy, I think, especially yeah. for the first 90 days of that. Yeah. And that's when it was, that's when it was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's not, uh, it's not, it's not an easy thing. Uh, by any means, but it's it's definitely something I think that is is full of healing and helps you grow. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's interesting. Really so, is. yeah, it. Um, I think I think it's been a catalyst in in my uh, breaking of of alcohol as well. Yeah, yeah, um, because. So what I learned today, I was, again, I was talking to my dad about it. 
but I was like, you know, we, I kind of broke the cycle with alcohol and he was like, yeah, cause my dad drank too. And my dad left. And right. so I was like, ding, ding. Like, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, well, there's that's generational trauma, dad. Like exactly. that's, that's what it is. It's the breaking the cycle of, of, of what's going on and that, and him and I, that, so that was a pivotal moment. So his dad didn't talk to his dad went before, like they died. Um, my dad didn't talk to his dad before he died and like i wasn't about to let that happen again so little did i know it bridge that gap bridge that gap be the bridge brother Mm -hmm. so it um it's it's healing that as well man the the generational trauma of uh of past and past lives and um and all the just the, the trauma that is stored everywhere you know, like Ross was talking about last week, and I know that we all believe in at this table is it's all stored in you. Yeah. You know, and got to get it out. Got to get the poison out. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that's important to bring to the table is like the neurological science behind it as well. It's not just like this hokey pokey, yeah, have a fucking crazy experience and life is all fucking better and different. You know, a lot of people, you know, it comes with putting in the work, but there are excuse me I feel like I'm about to puke Ooh, excuse me you have to edit that out sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. hold on I gotta get this out Ugh. time out time out So, yes, like Chad was saying, it literally rewires your brain. Like, it, it rewires the neuroplasticity, um, helps create new neuropathways. It's, it's a tremendous thing. I look forward to studying more on it and, like, speaking better on it. But, like, there's a lot of people out there right right now talking about the actual mechanics of it and what it does with the chemicals and how they react to you and what it does for you and what it increases um but there are studies all over being done right now with mdma uh to help ptsd uh people with ptsd veterans um exclusively like is going on right now like fda is approving it there's a place in the united states right now doing all the research to make this stuff happen and to make it accessible for everybody uh as a medication um so that's that's pretty exciting stuff um especially just knowing what what it does and and how it can affect and just what it's done for me yeah we talk about the neuroscience of it yeah and how maps is is yeah yeah that's that's what i want to dive into like i was saying like yeah i'm not well versed on on what it actually does but it affects like the same you know neural pathways that it, it yeah increases so different synapses like, fire they fire mm-hmm. differently and connect yeah. to ones they don't yeah. normally connect to it's so it creates new neural pathways in your mind yeah there's a term <clears> that that's they what I was talk about they use called uh semantic priming which is like most people like if you if i was to say like day like you would think night so it's like an automatic association. Well, when you're under the influence of psilocybin or any other psychedelics, your doors start to open up. The pathways go in different directions. You know, 
you might say day and I might think like, I don't know, just a whole job, range. Day job. Yeah, like a whole <laughs> whole range of different <clears throat> things, just just not the automatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The programmed response. Yeah, not the programmed response. Yeah, so it, it opens doors to get out of the default mode network is yeah. what it's called. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's like the the basically your ego. It's your ego, yeah. your pathway in your brain that all the information usually channels through, like the programmed thoughts, your subconscious thoughts and shit like that it's mm. like this information superhighway in your brain mm-hmm. and it opens doors for like exits mm-hmm. to get off and, and other synapses to to fire and, and connect yep so it basically rewires your brain like mm-hmm. you're saying that's super powerful and that's an, another powerful thing that should be known about that not only can it be used as a spiritual tool to to reset family stuff and and your own trauma in your life but it's literally rewiring your brain yeah so you know how um like if you if you do cardio like it's good to do cardio like and you'll lose i don't know calories right then and there right, right. but if you do weight training you'll lose calories for i don't know an hour or two afterwards right so it's better to do weight training if you're trying to lose weight because you're going to gain calories even after or lose calories even after you're done. keeps going. Well, studies are showing now, and it's on uh, like MAPS website and a bunch of different articles that I've read, is that, um, dude, completely forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, so uh, up to, yeah, up to 24 hours after you have an experience with psychedelics or anything like that, um, your brain's still like rewiring. Yeah. It's, it's still going. It's still right. creating new pathways, firing new ways. Um, it's yeah, that's, that's incredible. And there are, there are studies out there right now that, that prove that it's, yeah. it's amazing, man. So, and, and what, like after those experiences, I find that 24 hours afterwards, like a, a reflection time, like a deep ass reflection and super uh, gratitude filled yeah. uh, day for me. Like I feel so full of life energy and gratitude yeah. for everything and everybody around me. Yeah. It's like life feels fucking f- good and it flows that day. Yeah. You know, no matter what life throws at you that day, like it, it doesn't phase you. No. You know? Yeah. It really, it really doesn't. It, um, and you've really, shown me that like the day after is is more important than even the night of absolutely with with integration for sure and um and whatever you learn out of the experience or whatever information you get the next day i would highly recommend not not doing much of anything (laughs) like if you if you have the possibility like don't 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 do anything at all besides rest yeah if you if you're doing it with full intention to grow and full intention to get raw with yourself you allow yourself that space of of that integration because that's the most difficult part it's easy to to sit out by the fire and surrender control to something but Mm -hmm. when you come back to earth and come back and ground into your life you've got to be able to bring that information with you or it's fucking useless so i think that's a, a lot of the lost parts of not really being familiar with how to use psychedelics as opposed to just doing them and oh that was cool for six hours and we laughed and we giggled and had a good time but you know but intentionally setting out to gain information and to integrate it back into your life is is where the power is at yeah so that following day where you're still rewiring neurologically is when you're when you are deciding the information that you're going to fucking program yeah you know absolutely you tap into that creator realm where you're like oh man 
I'm insignificant, but I'm powerful in my life, you but, know? Yeah. Because I, I create my life. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it, it broadens the bandwidth that you already have. Like, so I'm. I'm if you still, can integrate it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm <laughs> still thinking about the last time. Like, I don't know, a few few weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's I'm still learning stuff from that. Like, I'm, I just learned right now as I was thinking about it, as you were talking, like, well, we create our own fear. Yeah, a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> and we scare ourselves to We death create sometimes. everything of our own. Yeah. We create everything of our own. That's the that's the whole point. That's um <laughs> that's what I'm smiling about right now. And yeah, so and a lot of that message goes into today and ta- and talking about this kind of stuff. Just, yeah. and just having fear. Yeah. But I'm I'm here to to help and heal. Yeah. That's what I'm here to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Me too, brother. Me too. That's all I'm here to do. <clears throat> That's why we're doing this podcast. Exactly. Um Yeah, dude. So <clears throat> So speaking of PTSD and everything, when I got back from overseas with the Marine Corps, I went to the VA for two years, talk therapy. Yeah. And and pills and bunch of other shit they tried to shove at me except money <laughs> motherfuckers greedy um <laughs> that's a different story um but yeah i they put me on like ambien and fucking anti i don't remember all the pills but yeah it was the first time i had ever taken medication in my life and they made me a fucking zombie yeah and it was not until one night where i had a softball that night and i was sitting on the couch and it's like hey it's about time for softball i was like and I don't want to go. Yeah. Like, I stopped myself right there. Like, er, what the fuck did you just say? You don't want to go play softball? <laughs> yeah. Dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? So I, I got off my medication and psychedelics didn't come in for a lot later in my life. Um, but it has helped me pa- unpack all that shit that I went to the VA for. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how many times I've sat out on the golf course with you and Mike and Mike and I have told war stories and fucking cried and realized some things about ourselves and where we were at in that point in our lives and um, releasing some of the programming that's ingrained into you, like the hypervigilance that just fucking drains your adrenaline glands and just gives you that adrenal fatigue of being constantly aware of everything super fucking stressed to the maximum yeah so psychedelics has helped me slow that down and get out of that hyper vigilance and and show me that there's so much more but yeah and releasing all that shit yeah fucking crying it out fucking facing it going through it you know that's that's the only way out of the darkness is is through it you can't just sit there and it go away you gotta go through the shit (laughs) and it's all around you it's not just in your front view it's it's surrounds you sometimes Mm -hmm. you just gotta fucking keep going Mm -hmm. and 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 know that you've made it this far yeah you've been through your last bit of darkness you know so 100 percent of the bad days yeah we made it through yeah we keep going absolutely man but talk therapy too talk therapy helped me huge in that time period i went for two years and i felt good yeah obviously it didn't address all my anger issues and all of all the issues i had in my life but um it definitely showed me you know talking about it because i never really talked to anybody like that when i was going to talk to a therapist you know no you don't really get that deep with people 
You know, at least I had it in my life. Like my family didn't talk deep about feelings and right. Mine neither. No, mine neither. So it was just like you keep your shit to yourselves. We've talked about it. We've all kind yeah. of had to grow up processing our own shit. So when you get a space like that of talk therapy, which I think everybody should do, and this is now yeah, transformed I, into our talk therapy. Yeah, I think it's it's hugely beneficial. Yeah, to, it, gets the, to, it opens your energy channels, man. Yeah. And you bog yourself down with all this stress, and mm -hmm. you know. <clears throat> It's it's know. it's another form and an additive of clearing the channels, yeah. Of pressing control, alt delete. There you go. Of refreshing, rebooting. Yeah, even if you're not fully processing it, just rehashing it. Yeah. Talking about uh, it, getting yeah, it moves. out of your body. Yeah. In one it, form, if it's just vocal, right. whatever, and you're not processing it, it's still. I think. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't know if they've no, done any dude. studies on it, but that I think that uh, you don't just need to that be a scientist to know how you feel, brother. Yeah, yeah. but you I'm just saying, saying. I think that action itself, you know, as you're bringing that stuff back up, I'm sure if you really sat down and thought about it, there's processes going on in the back of your mind, and especially in your subconscious that you're not aware of. Oh, absolutely. That are actively releasing and working through that again to where you're like, well, next time I'll do this, and you're learning from it all. So right. you, so you are still, still working through it, even if you don't think you are, and all you're doing is talking. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I have a kind of a crazy theory behind why you get neck and shoulder tension when you're stressed. Yeah. Because the information from your subconscious is entering up the back of your neck through your brainstem and shit. If you're not processing that information, where's it going to stop? Right in your neck right and your there. back. <laughs> that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the more you suppress and hold off and... I don't know. That's yeah. like just being aware of my own shit. Yeah. I notice when I start to get neck and... And shoulder tension, it's because I'm putting shit on the back burner in my life that I'm like, eh, I don't feel like dealing with that right now. And then the sink gets full of dishes. You're like, oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> the way time to fucking time to process some of this shit. Time to sit down by the fire. Yep. Time to sit by the fire. Some of that shit never processed from my root chakra then because my lower back is. Yeah. It's all kinds of fucked up. <clears throat> I think it's your sacral chakra. That's your uh, your lower lower back area. But that um, got to sit by the fire again. Yeah, and I need to do it, apparently, on a day where I'm not working the next day. Because yeah. both of the last times that we've done it, I had to work the next day. Yeah. So even, I didn't go in until like 2, I don't think, or noon or whatever. Cause yeah, I would hope you wouldn't go later, in at 7 but, in the morning. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Although your staff would love you. Right. <laughs> Hey guys, I brought some donuts. So I had a couple hours to process, but I didn't spend the whole day diving into it. You know, it was a lot more of just trying to keep the memory fresh in my mind and work through it. And then instead of keeping that memory fresh and asking questions and working through and integrating, it was just kind of like a don't lose this memory so you can do it later because yeah. now you got to go to fucking work. <laughs> yeah. So. Did you unpack it after work? I mean, parts of it, but I still yeah. don't understand a lot of it. Like I said, yeah. that last one was, com it was the first really completely different experience that I had had. For me, the, the two times I had, two or three times I had done it before this past time with Pierce and Eric was more of just the visual. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't, I mean, hell, I'd only done it one other time with that before you guys to where it was actually with an intention anyway. Right. So, but that first time, even then, the intention wasn't 100% set on what I was going to get because I definitely still had some anxiety with it. Oh, yeah. But I think I always will just because you always hear those stories. 
you know, you, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. You always hope for the best and plan for the best and set those intentions. But if you're working through some particularly dark shit, then you never know how that, that trip's going to go. But uh, it was the first <clears throat> one where it was like out of body, out of worldly, just not, I was not here. I had checked out yeah. <laughs> and was traveling wherever. And even though there wasn't a lot of like work done, I think that just that ultimately that realization that we're so fucking insignificant in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. but the amount of significance, right? <laughs> but then the amount of significance in your own life and like the impact that you have on a day to day basis was, was like the real connection of all of it. And just, mm-hmm. that was the only real integration that I took away from it was that all this shit that I'm worrying about on the day to day basis, it means fucking nothing. Right. Look I'll, what you're capable of. Right. That, <laughs> It makes me. It makes me really release all my problems Damn. and remember all my purpose. Like outside of the f- mm. the four walls of my house, like nothing else fucking matters. Yeah. And letting myself get so stressed out and and just grinding myself to the core is, mm-hmm. is not necessary. Yeah. Amen. But at the same time, <laughs> in order to maintain those four walls and and have a house to provide for my kids and dinner and everything else, <coughs> there's a there's to an extent that grind is necessary. So you got to find that balance of right. how much do you want to, to do that versus the things that you can control and have an impact on and where your significance lies in life with your right. family and yeah. still trying to figure all that out. So that's, that's next. We all are brother. Yeah, we all are every yeah. day. I'm yep. A, someone tells you they got it all figured out. They're, they're fucking, fucking lying. lying. <laughs> run away. Dude. Run away. And how much money of mine do you want? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, that's 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 the fun of life. It's like figuring it out. So the process, like, brother. If there was like an end, then fucking yeah, which there will be, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, another powerful thing, like to for me and my perspective of getting back into psychedelics, I don't want to bring forward. Like I was a police officer <laughs> that that got away from law enforcement right, because of my relationship with this. So it was not like I grew up or we grew up as right. some like psychedelic hippies traveling to festivals as teenagers and, and young adults, you know, I, I, did it once in yeah. high school. I didn't go rooms one time in high school. And that was the only psychedelic. Yeah. I, touched. I mean, I smoked a little pot and drank some beer, but yeah. that was what we did in, in our town because there yeah. wasn't anything else to do. <laughs> <In> Lebanon, <laughs> you know, meet up at colony square and, and drive around and smoke pot. And, yeah. Old high school days. Yeah, go party in a cornfield every now and then. <laughs> literally, you know, we laugh about it, but I party in many cornfields, cornfields. Oh, right. And you know, there's some of the there's some of the most fun because there's nothing to do but socialize. You know, <laughs> I went to I, a fucking party with kids from Little Miami in a house that was I don't know just foreclosed on maybe yeah and they just fucking took over this foreclosed house <laughs> <laughs> oh man to be young again yeah we have kids come in for crashing abandoned houses too. yeah yeah fucking stupid yeah i oh. mean you gotta yeah you gotta Ignorance do some dumb shit to learn huh right <laughs> i would say if uh if that was probably available these days and i was me then yeah. And probably would have been in one of those houses as yeah. well. Yep. I, yeah. Probably I actually uh, partied in an abandoned condo a few times. That's they were building. <laughs> they were building right next to us when yeah. I lived with my cousin. And uh, 
we used to go over there and party in there because the people upstairs and downstairs couldn't hear us. Very <laughs> good time. Um, you know, I'm I'm super excited about uh, about my talk therapy appointment. I have one couple weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't talked to her in a while. It's been like three months, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Same lady. Same lady. Yeah. So same lady. How long have you been with her? Man, it's been a while. So good, good deep rooted connection. Yep. That's what's up, man. Yep. She knows the whole story, the whole family history. She knows. Yeah. She knows it all. It's good to have a a connection with with some. Yeah, with somebody like that. Like you said, I think, I think everybody could. Um, benefit from it absolutely um it definitely wouldn't hurt yeah for real like just having somebody there that will just listen to you like she doesn't try to fix me like she'll Mm -hmm. give me suggestions and shit like but it's not like you should do this and then everything will be fine she's like well maybe maybe this or try this or you know one word that ross said last week that has changed my vocabulary when given myself advice and other people advice is perhaps anyone else catch that it stuck out to me he was like perhaps do this instead of right that. and it was like more passive it was such a smooth, information yeah such a smooth transition yeah i was like hmm. i even used it yeah. this week yeah because somebody because somebody hit me up right before the podcast last week and was like, I need change, and I need some help, and I see the change in you. So, like, what advice can you offer me? Yeah. And I love that shit, man. I love helping people out, man. Like, I I couldn't wait to. Well, I was really excited about the podcast, but I couldn't wait to message that person back and be like, Yo, definitely, like, I can help you. Where do we, you know, where do we start? And the important message in that is. If you don't change yourself, then there's nothing I can do to to help you. Right. So, but I love that. So it's it's something I really enjoy. I couldn't wait to message that person back and and give them some light. And um, and it happens often. I, I really enjoy it, and that's something that I am very passionate about. When when people message me and say, you know, what can I do, or uh, I'm struggling, or uh, this or that and when I send out gratitude and they're like I needed that like it's just you know and all this conversation has helped me understand those moments of like gratitude and that being one of the first things that I give out and I owe a lot of it to uh, to plant medicine I mean and the ability to create a new neuropathy <clears throat> where I don't hold grudges for the most part and love people right um and that and that's what's opened up my my heart to do so yeah yeah and and, you know getting away from the old program thoughts a a lot at least a lot of it for me was a lot of negative pathways yeah like my easiest pathways were pessimistic and shit yeah you know i consider myself a realist i would always say i'm just a realist yeah just a realist like let's just be honest here i'm fucking it took life so fucking serious like what i have to say is real what you have to say is fake (laughs) right yeah for me at least yeah at least yeah like and and it allowed me to get away from those nicely paved highways of negativity yeah (laughs) yeah it did man and go into the jungle off-road off-road and into the jungle so man super powerful it is man it's 
it's really powerful stuff, man. And I'm, and I'm glad it, um, I'm glad it's around. I'm, and I'm yeah. happy that, and I'm happy that that life has changed, man, and yeah. that it will continue to do so. Um, okay, yeah, we're, I'm, I, we are all just getting started. Right. So, hey, so uh, not to change the topic, but just because but you will. it made me think. But about, yeah. I'm going to. And what then you got? talking about, you know, helping develop people. and yeah. it, My interview that was supposed to be like 45 minutes turned into a two-hour interview. Oh, yeah? I can't for wait the, to meet. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to meet this guy. His name's Yoshi. Oh, nice. Uh, he's the regional culinary manager for... Michigan, Ohio, yeah. Indiana. Our 45 minute interview turned into a two hour conversation about Rogan and psychedelics. Oh my and God. Yes. Yes. Yoshi. Campaigns and oh my God. I Goggins. Love you. I love Yoshi too. And yeah, so we ended up talking about all of that stuff and, oh my God. and his, uh, his reason for being with Cooper's Hawk and being in the role that he's in is exactly why I wanted to continue to cook and get promoted, right? So to hear somebody talk about, I love the fact that I get to teach people and right, I get to art, set an example. And yeah, right. And he was just like getting to spend time with people like that now to where I'm so far removed from a kitchen that every time I go into one, I get to be the observer. Yeah. And uh, teach people. That's and, fucking beautiful. Teach, develop, teachers. train them. He was, he, that was... Uh, Hearing the passion that he had about that was just like right. that's what I'm fucking missing. That yeah. was why I wanted to continue to move up was to was to help develop people. Yeah. So there you go. So that's that was kind of when I think I made the decision to be like, yeah, as long as as long as I can pay my bills with whatever you fucking offer, like this is the path for now. Oh yeah, and we'll figure the rest out. That's all we got. Path but for now. That was, uh, was a fucking me. awesome conversation. Fuck man. yeah, Yoshi. That's great, Psychedelics. That's badass, dude. <clears throat> Obviously. I love when anybody says like, "Hey, I listen to Rogan." I'm I mean, like, yes. I, I don't want to put it out there that like my boss was sitting there telling me that he does them, and he was just talking, right, right. talking about you know some of the things that he heard on that, Rogan about stuff. Right. Like, having a conversation about it though, which oh, I don't think you would have done 15, 20 years ago with somebody that you were about to hire and put into management. I don't even think you would have that conversation unless that's the type of person you wanted in management. Right? I guess, but I, it goes straight into the conversation of it's being brought to light now and more socially acceptable oh, dude, people are having greater access to all this information to to educate themselves on it so yeah dude it's 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 amazing because right now they are um training police officers um what's the head of a police officer chief, uh, police chief, chief. yeah they're they're training people to give other police officers with ptsd Training them to give them MDMA. Damn, I got out of the field too fucking soon. It's happening. <laughs> I just right be a now. cop. It's ha- it's, Damn it. It's not like a. It's your way back in now. It's not like a yeah. vision. It's happening. You can go to their website and look at the trial studies that are happening. <laughs> hey, Chief, you That's need crazy. somebody to administer your MDMA? Seriously, man. So people, you know, Pierce, the police officers that are yeah, traumatized I, I every laugh. fucking it's day. Not, oh, it's yeah. not a yeah, laughable but thing. But you were, you were in the, you right. know, the force. So right, you right. know what's going on in military and all that shit. And yeah. you as well. And it's like, dude, that's so much trauma. Like, and you, yeah, Dude, you deal with people. Every single person, you almost every single person you interact with is one of their worst days. You know, yeah. whether you, it's an accident it. or. And what? you make it their worst day in some cases. Arrogant ones do. 
Well, bad yeah. cops do absolutely. Even I, I good know. cops, and and that's not a reflection of the cop themselves, but the anxiety and the pressure that comes along with having an interaction with a cop that you weren't planning on or that right. you know was unexpected. Sure. Mm-hmm. It can ruin somebody's day and throw mm-hmm. it completely off track, and then yeah. they will connect that immediately to you mm-hmm. yeah. instead of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, till they process it. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I. <sighs> I think a good officer can mitigate that like with within the interaction like yeah maybe that at first but yeah, once the, you get into the human element of being a cop and interacting with humans like hey what can I do to help you like mm-hmm. or hey you fucked up like come on man I don't want to do this either I I don't want to ruin your day I'm just doing my job yeah. like you be cool with me I'll be cool with you yeah. you know so I don't know I, I think I think that's beautiful man because one thing about being a police officer is there's not a lot of stress management you know, and I'm grateful to have I had a very mild police career. I worked in a small little village and didn't see much action. Um, but but still, the I feel like just me is like you are still in that position though. Like right. where, like that's one of those things where you you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you like, just you, never know. Right. Like, but like, yeah, yeah. Oh you're, you're right. But. I don't but, know. but I feel you. The picture you were, you knew you were going into that night wasn't right. It, it, right, super just based on the area of, right, of Mainville, Ohio. There's yeah. not a lot of yeah. crazy high speed chases that are one fucking stoplight. You right. know, I got you. But training with other officers from other agencies yeah. that were putting in eighty hours a week and fucking call after call after call after call, working on the drug task force, and there's not a lot of. Um, mental health stuff there's yeah. not at least this was years ago that i got out yeah. it's been about five years so i'm sure there's been a lot of growth since the last five years has happened with all the police shit involved yeah for sure. um so i can't really speak on now but when i was in there was not a lot of stress management's training yeah and you know those type of trainings you would show up and everybody would dick off and you yeah know, you got yeah, a bunch no of beat, off, anyway. beat off guys like i'm fine i don't need this shit nobody yeah. you know you don't get in there and really get into the training yeah so uh, it's a it's a mindset. It's the the type of person that steps into that role too. You know, yeah. some for the right reasons, some for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I think defunding the police is going to trigger the exact opposite of what needs to happen. You know, you need more funding for more education. Absolutely. You know, yeah. uh, stop dumping these millions of dollars into police equipment and mm-hmm. equip their minds, yeah. and you won't need the fucking equipment. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Eventually, you or you will if yeah. you work in some areas. But learning to mitigate and de-escalate is is a lot, man. Because some cops go into shit arrogant as fuck. It's like, dude, yes, you're the authority. <laughs> Stop yeah. being a douche about we it. We gave you that authority, right? Well, a lot of people don't see it that way yeah. because they go to school, they pay tuition to go to a police academy, unless they go to a paid. But it's a public service, and we, the public, decided to give cops that authority to say right. well, we we want people to uphold the law for us and to protect us and protect others so yeah but people don't think like yeah. that i mean you're absolutely right but people don't think like yeah. that unless yeah. they step can step back and really evaluate what the position you're a servant well the public them. no longer thinks like that anymore right the cops it's don't and the public does yeah because the media has driven such a wedge a wedge man. between the two and it's it's beautiful what they're doing it's it's a system of control yeah. it's how you heard the heard the fucking Heard the flock, yeah. you know. Did you guys see what the fuck they're gonna do now? 
<laughs> That's they, a very broad. They, they are <laughs> who is they like, and what are we doing? The CDC is going to send people door to door yeah. to pressure you into getting the fucking vaccine. Nah, yeah, I don't see that happening. I don't see where they're going to have the foot power to do that because, dude, in our county, they That's can't cool. even hire fucking uh, um, contact tracers, man. <laughs> They've had postings up for hiring contact tracers. People aren't. Yeah, people aren't into that a blue shit. state. We don't live in a blue state. I know, but go into one. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's. I'm not even talking about them coming to my door. I don't give a fuck if they do or not, but just the fact that they're going to do it seems absurd to me. Send people door to door. It'll be one thing they say, and they'll film like 10 houses. And then they they don't do it, but they hype it up so much on the news, like, we're coming to your door. Be scared. Like they were showing the same hospital footage from COVID. It's all fucking sleight of hand. Who's behind the fucking curtain, Mr. Oz? You know, Dude, I ain't opening that fucking door. Dude, nobody comes over besides you guys. Right. Like, so fucking that <laughs> yeah. door ain't opening for nothing, bro. Dude, I live out next to a cornfield. There's like eight houses on my street. If someone comes to my door, it's not going to be good. Hey, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not a violent person. <laughs> Somebody just came to the shit. front door the other day. and Probably like, hey, come on in. <laughs> you want to do some psychedelics? Right. And get deep? Yeah. And just yelled, it's open. It's got some stuff. Right. Yeah. Come on in. Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, one thing I want to touch on with this conversation of psychedelics, and it, it had me so excited to share. For the longest time, it had created such a rift in my life and being torn of not being able to live my truth. Me too. Because it has played such a powerful impact on connecting with the spiritual realm for me and my dad connecting with my dad. And yeah, yeah, me too. (laughs) I, I, you know, and, and one time James just put it to me, like I was explaining to him, like, man, I, I feel good about life. Like, but I feel like I have my work and my family. And then I have this other side of me that is lonely, is scared to share is, judging itself like dude are you going really going off the deep end or are you really doing work you know what i'm saying because it's met with such harsh resistance and Mm -hmm. i even build up that mentality as a police officer like fucking hippies doing a bunch of you know what i'm saying like i had that fucking mindset at Mm -hmm. one point Mm -hmm. so uh just be holding myself accountable and being aware Mm -hmm. and and continuing the path because it's my path it's my path it's my path you know not just to do psychedelics but to um, put in work and, and yep. use the full full table of tools that I have at my disposal, whether it be breathing or, or mm-hmm. plant medicines or meditation or exercise or whatever, hanging out with you guys and talking on this fucking podcast. Right. I mean, that's one of the most powerful ones I have. Yep. So just trying to get a little bit better and a little bit deeper into myself mm-hmm. to create better in, in my external world, mm-hmm. you know, because if you clean out the space in your internal world, your external world is going to is going to reflect that. Absolutely, man. So, yeah, that's beautiful, man. I like that a lot. See, I got lucky because I just decided to be in food, and everyone already thinks that chefs just drink and do drugs and get fucked up anyway. So that's kind I of, honestly kind didn't expect. I honestly <laughs> didn't think that. Like when you said that, I'm like, really? Yeah, it's kind of the standard. Really? Yeah. At least See, maybe that's that a, everyone's smoking pot well, and getting well, drunk. Well, that's everybody. Party and do that, <laughs> that's but. everybody in any field. <laughs> well, famous. Um, I looked up some famous people tonight just for people to reference, like you know, psychedelics and stuff like that to make a relative to. And one of the most famous was Anthony Bourdain. Yep. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. 
Yeah. He's a good Go read one. his book. Man, that motherfucker had a crazy life. Michael Pollan is another good one that we alluded to earlier in the yeah. his podcast with Joe Rogan. He oh, speaks so man. eloquently it's, of of everything. He's a journalist and, yeah. and he writes about these experiences that he has and, yeah. and they're so beautiful and so introspective an investigative journalist is that what you call that where you they actually involve themselves they dive in yeah they they dive in yeah yeah, they submerge themselves Mm -hmm. in the field yeah man on that podcast he talks about how sacred peyote was and why he wouldn't do peyote because it was you know basically a white man yeah you know took over peyote from from the natives and he had sat down with these natives and basically they're like, you know, Don't. you're a white man. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> no, nah, man. Yeah. So ever since then, he was like, yeah, I was swore I, off that and I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But that's amazing. Yeah. It's it like, takes yeah. like 15 years to grow. He said, yeah, a full, a full peyote cactus. Mm-hmm. That's, that's incredible. And, and man, yeah. Michael Pollan is a super, look yeah. him up. If, if this, if this conversation that we've had tonight intrigues you and you're listening to this, Michael Pollan is a very articulate, uh, man, intelligent please. man. Yeah. And, um, it's the one I'll listen to after campaigns now. Yeah. Please yeah. listen to that, man. Cause I've just been like, cherry picking, just scrolling through. And- yeah. It's, it, it's amazing. Just, just listen to people's stories. I feel like that's how people connect is stories. And yeah. Michael Pollan is very articulate about, you know, talking about it and, and things like that. And Rogan's had on several people that, that talk about it yeah. and, and mushrooms themselves and different, um, chemicals. And, um, who else is another one? Um, someone that's very knowledgeable, Hamilton Morris. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> is on there and he, his are always awesome because he's like, he knows what the chemicals are actually doing to the yeah. structures in your brain and what, you know, what's actually going on. And he talks super eloquently about yeah. it as well. But yeah, man, it, I agree with you, dude. That, that one's super fire. Michael Pollan. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Rick do, Doblin was also on there. Go ahead. Do your research, you know, before, yeah, man, if absolutely. you're interested reach out to us, like if, if this has sparked something or, or you find yourself thinking about it in a week, you know, after listening to this, reach out, you know, we're, we're not scientists and experts at anything, but we can share our experience. And, but and anecdotal show. wise, you know, I, I, I don't think I'll ever be an expert, but anecdotal wise, like I can see the change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying I might not be able to put it in scientific words, right? but like, I know what changes. You, you've embodied the change. Yeah. You've embodied the change. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, man, but that's, yeah, so. that's our version of leading them to the water or opening the door for them and right. making them walk through. And right. you need to go do the research afterwards. But yeah. personal experience is a way to get people to first kind of be I, willing to take that first step. Right. Yeah. Because it grabs at you. Yeah. You know, it grabs. At it's you. relatable. Oh, that's something. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody that's done it. Yeah. And it can be super powerful. Uh, just know your setting. Have I would recommend a space holder, you know, especially if it's For your sure. first time, somebody that's familiar with the medicine and um, that can walk you through maybe some intense times because it can get overwhelming. It can yeah. get to feel like, man, this is never going to end. You know, am I ever going to be normal again? I remember thinking that a couple of times when I first did it, like, what the fuck did, have you done to yourself? Like, you're never good. You're never getting out of this state of mind. Um, so it, it can be scary at times. And um, it, it's good to have somebody that knows the, the medicine and its capabilities and able to, to walk you through that. So one of the best nights of my life was walking somebody through that, uh, that turmoil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the nights I'll never forget. Yeah. And still to this day, I actually talked to that person a couple of days ago and they were like, dude, that was like one of the most impactful nights of my life. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would, I would really like to, to do a couple episodes on this topic because I have a lot of really powerful stories about experiences like that. Yeah. Um, like not to mention any names, you know, I don't want to mention any names, right. but, um, with Chris, with that, with that fucking dark figure that walked behind <laughs> us. <laughs> well, you don't preface it. Any names. I said, don't want to mention any names, but, but. <laughs> for podcast purposes, <laughs> we'll call him Chris. <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> with that dark figure that fucking came out of yeah. him when he was breathing, oh, doing yeah, the breathing yeah. technique yeah. and was pacing behind me. Um, that was a very powerful experience that, you know, confirmed yeah. that being my path, yeah. you know, because this, this dark shadow figure was pacing behind me and I could feel the presence of this being behind me, but yeah. it couldn't get past me. Yeah. And he just started puking repeatedly when this thing left him, man. And it was, and then it just kind of dissipated mm. and he was like, man, I feel so fucking good. Like, yeah. Dude, Some dark spirit. Yeah. And, and, and the, it, it was like an exorcism. Mm. And, and I would almost say it was an exorcism. Definitely. You know, and, yeah. and it wasn't me doing it. Oh. I was there at the moment, but it wasn't me doing it. Right. And I've had several of those, you know, and I've had one with you down at the, so, at the gorge. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah. That was a powerful moment, too. You, yeah. And that's kind of confirmed my past. So I would like to do a couple because I have a lot of stories like that. I wonder, I wonder huh? if. Uh, this person uh, who's been Name my is I wonder if that person would come on and talk about it. Dude, that would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, one person who he helped through, I know, would. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he would come back. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, Let's do it. That'd be sick, man. Man, this, this honestly opens the door of what I would really love to just talk about on this well, podcast. If, a if lot you remember, that was like several times out of his mouth. Like, this was a mistake. I shouldn't have done this. When is this going to go away? I'm never going to recover from this. Mm-hmm. It's going to keep me fucked up. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I remember. So that whole process would be a good conversation. Yeah. <laughs> me being fucked off, gone somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> but I, Dude, that was super I, awesome. I, that was super awesome. You should tell that story. We will. Yeah, we'll do it yeah. with him back on. He said he wants to come back on. He said he's oh, been thinking sweet. a lot about it lately. Okay. So yeah, we we F-E-S. will. He's going yeah, through. Let's do it. That he's been going a... through some stuff. Yeah, he finally got a job and is getting himself leveled out. And I stuff. saw that. And, uh, so hopefully he'll be in a better place coming back. But he can talk about that and some right. of the the down on himself, darkness that he went into after, and how he's flipping all that around now too. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right, dude. This is open. This is going to blow the doors wide open, man. Yeah, I feel free I right feel, now. I feel, I feel so free. I feel free because Dude, it's. I was so excited today. Yeah, I, I felt. I didn't. I was like, at one point, I turned. I was like, what the fuck? Did you? Did you? What do you? What did you do today? Like, <laughs> I did fast for a really long time today, and it's been going really well. But I mean, you I, can tell in your energy level right now because it's a little bit earlier than Dude, usual. Dude, the first but. two days that I was doing just the the liquid diet mm-hmm. before I. I don't know, maybe I just hit like full-blown ketosis and yeah. that keto sickness that people are talking about mm-hmm. might have just slapped me in the fucking face, but I couldn't do it anymore. But the yeah. first two days, I felt fucking great. Yeah. yeah. That third day, it was just like, yeah, you got to eat something, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't help that I was working yeah. Yeah. all three days either. So yeah. it was, so it was a complete 180, like from from eating to, to not eating. Yeah. It was a complete 180. I felt way better the first two days and then felt like shit again. It was a whole other 180. And people say you just got to make it through that two or three days of feeling like shit while you're Mm -hmm. in that 
ketogenic state and then you just feel phenomenal and i had never done that before when i tried like the actual keto diet and going low i'd never actually got that sickness so maybe i just wasn't low carbonate enough Mm -hmm. and then doing this whole plant-based meal replacement shake only that was the only thing i had had the first two days I don't know, maybe just find a way to to find a balance with it and Mm -hmm. eat something that's still extremely low-carb to where I don't feel as weak. You will. It felt great after I had a fucking chicken Caesar salad and two pieces of fucking Vegas grilled chicken. There you go. It took like an hour or two later, but I felt way better, so find a little balance with it. Yeah, that's all it takes, man. Just work. Get it. You're working out. No more double life, like James said. No more double life. No, nah, because the the one is amazing. Yeah, and it, it's been one the whole time. I just split it in half myself. Yep, me too. We out here now, uh, dude. We out here. <laughs> hearing your little story about the the pond thing made me want to. Uh, my aunt just bought like a. I told you guys about this a couple weeks ago. She bought all those art supplies. Oh yeah, yeah. We should sit by a fire one night and fucking paint. Okay, I'd be down. <laughs> uh, I think that okay. would be fucking. Awesome. Oh yeah, let's do it. Dude, I'm down. I'd like to get some drums. I've I've got some rattles that I think I'm gonna bust out next time we sit for some some rattles and brushes. Yeah. Here we go, brushes. Yeah. <laughs> what a fun episode! Yeah, I really yeah it's good to see it come out of you guys. It feels it feels good, man, because. You know, I've also I also judged myself for so long about talking about it openly because I I don't want people to to misperceive who I am based yeah. on on judgments of yeah. of their limited knowledge, but that's also my judgment of myself. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's only a judgment of myself. Yeah. You know, I I know I'm a good man. I don't yeah. I don't need to prove it to anybody else. So, yeah. it feels good to be out and not have that worry anymore like fuck it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, man. Because when you don't talk about it, I feel like that's like the f- holding back from that judgment. Mm-hmm. Even that's, though I have talked about it on the. You just do like Goggins and you just see past all that shit. Yeah. One bad comment. Right. Fucking block, deleted, get the fuck out. Right. That's, that's, Unless it, it's your boss. <laughs> and then you're blocked and deleted. <laughs> yeah, you're really blocked and deleted. But right. And it's not, it's not going to be the end of the world. Right. That and it's uh, the realization that helped me start to talk about it was realizing if if the universe brings that to my door then it's time to move on yeah. you know Dude, yeah absolutely and I, again i was i was literally thinking of not existing right for sure man and i don't think so, some people really understand the heaviness of that. i mean as somebody who is in that space i mm-hmm. do but there's people who don't understand how people who have even decent lives. You got a roof over your head. You got a job. You got a car. Like they don't understand how you can mentally be that down on yourself. I'm one. I'll but, be the first to admit I'm one. I don't. I don't understand it. I never have, and I never will, just because I haven't been. Well, yeah. I'm not saying I never will, but hopefully I never will. Hopefully. Yeah. It's a, a heavy fucking emotion to feel that you don't want to exist anymore. That people would be better off without you. And come to think of it, suicide is another generational trauma in my family. Yeah. My mom's dad committed suicide when I was really young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another trauma that I've, that I put on early, really early in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot, mm. of, yeah, a lot of healing. Yeah. A lot of healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's, 
that is one thing that helped John through his, mm-hmm. and he talks about it openly. Man. Is is moving through that generational trauma with suicide and, and his family, with the use of plant medicine and ayahuasca, and Dude, he's been, that was so good. Been to Costa Rica and, and done ayahuasca a couple times, and really, ayahuasca is definitely not one you would use recreational. Um, that's yep. DMT, mm-hmm. which I've had a couple of experiences with DMT and some really profound experiences with DMT that we'll get into as we continue to open the psychedelic can of of our lives. <clears throat> so super exciting. It's the first time I ever felt God it was one of those times. Yeah. Yeah. What it, oh, with what, DMT. Yeah. What what it that's a very uh, powerful statement. Uh, yeah, let's, let's save that we'll, one for we'll another that episode because that could be to a whole be story. continued. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, like, what does that feel like to you? But I can't wait to it. I can't wait to unpack it. You guys yeah. both have a hell of a lot more stories than I do, so it'll be a lot of. Maybe we, we can just do some question and answer. So. That's yeah, man. Bring stuff I'm, I'm down. You, we did that at the beginning. Yeah. You would ask questions. Yeah, I can I like dissect that. the night from yeah. the perspective of somebody yeah. who hasn't experienced that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. We're just getting Absolutely. started, man. See, but now, now the beautiful part is we said we wanted to do an episode in the Brown Mountains and try to experience the lights. Now we could do an episode in the Brown Mountains on psychedelics. Oh, yeah. Broadcast live while we're going through anything, whatever topics, work, yeah. exploration it, it, that we want. It would be interesting to see if we could pick up any other beings around us or, yeah. That would be because you know audio recording yeah. captures a lot more than our ears, so that'd be fucking cool. Being out there in the wilderness and in a place where there's high <clears throat> extraterrestrial or whatever extra other dimensional ET, yeah, even phenomenons, even happening. things from the spirit realm, like connecting with spirit guides and stuff, or it being spirits because it's orbs. <clears throat> whatever it is in the brown mountains, it's orbs or lights or orbs, and it could yeah. be spiritual energy that people are seeing so yeah it's a fascinating area you know what one, one thing dude with psychedelics is that you guys know how your pupils dilate yeah it's just like a camera lens you take in more light mm-hmm. yeah and light is information mm-hmm. so when your lenses are more open that creates the the extra visions and mm-hmm. stuff you see into other dimensions and tap into other dimensions so um, dude, that's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means to you listening, but dude, that's fucking cool. Yeah. You know, because light is information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're taking in more light? Yeah, definitely taking more. That's crazy. It's it, it ever Doesn't it ever, sound absurd, but then when you yeah. think about it, you're like, holy shit. No, man. it definitely does. <laughs> yeah. You fucking mind start melting. Yeah, you take in a whole <clears throat> lot more information. You're able to access so much more. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like your eyes. You know, people can relate to your eyes or your pathway to your soul. Yeah. Like when you open them up, it's like. Yeah, you can see into people's soul when you oh, look yeah. at it. If, if they'll make solid eye contact with yeah. you for sure. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Exciting stuff. Yay. Episode 43. Woo. Woohoo. Yay. Thank you guys so much for joining us on another week at the roundtable. Gentlemen. Hope you're Closing words. Awesome. Should we do how was your day? <laughs> do it backwards. <laughs> Throwing in a wrench. Oh, man. Thank you guys so much. Jeremy, you got any closing words, brother? Fuck no. I'm going on vacation. I'm checking Ooh, out. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, Change brother. Safe travels. Yeah. Everybody out there listening, we love you guys so yep. much. And we Thank can't you. wait to sit with you at the round table next week. Peace.
Uh, it was just a joke. Everything. Just kidding. How was your day? 